0: to be like messy as well doesn't yeah. it you kind of get on other yeah. people's nerves and yes, be a bit kind of smell like, a you know. bit like like yeah. you has been doing it
1: for a while you don't want <laughs> like to be it
0: wash.
1: the tefl commute season 15 episode 4. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. Yes. We're back again. It's another episode of the TEFL Commute. This is a podcast for language teachers. That's not about language teaching, but the topic always comes up. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay, and I'm joined by two co-hosts, two
2: lovely co-hosts today. Oh, I it's like you've changed it to always now. You've just given up. <laughs> <laughs> well, who are my co-hosts? Me <laughs> and, her. and Me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gonna be one of those episodes. Lindsay. How are you doing, mate? You all right. Yeah, yeah. yes.
1: Uh, in case for your new listeners, my co hosts, who I was trying to get to say their names, are Kerry and Sean. I'm Kerry, and that us- was Sean.
2: Yeah?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's a silly Monday today as we all embark on another episode where, in the Tuffle commute, um we each bring in the new mode of the tefl commute we each of us bring something to the podcast to talk about this could be a practical thing for teachers something that has attracted our attention in terms of language or in terms of methodology or the field of elt um uh and we talk about it and uh hope to make your commute to work all the quicker for it so who shall start off our episode
2: um i don't mind who do you want to go first who's got who's
1: got why, the least interesting you, thing
0: go why don't on, you kick off Lindsay? <laughs> all
1: right okay so i'm bringing uh something practical to the to the uh to today's episode wow where, really uh,
0: what's up? yes yes so what
1: <laughs> i i thought uh, um i wanted to bring in um an activity mm. and i went looking because someone was asking my favorite activity books i often get asked this what's your favorite book for teachers someone was asking me And I was looking on my thing and I found my first ever uh, book, which is, and I'm showing it to the camera, which is great audio, but it's called (laughs) Dictation, New Possibilities, New Methods by Paul Davis and Mary Wynne Veloukri. This was my first ever book. It was published by- My first first ever book,
2: that's the first book resource book you bought. I First don't.
1: resource book I was given by uh, uh, wow. my parents. He's
0: given by yeah,
1: your parents. Given, yeah. When I became a teacher, and oh, hang it, on, hang on.
2: Before you get that's a story in itself. Your parents gave you a resource <laughs> book when you
0: became yes, a teacher. Yes,
1: yes. When I became a teacher, my parents, my mother, who is an English teacher herself, gave oh, me okay. this book, and it's a 1988. I became a teacher after that. <laughs> that, was that's that only when I only <laughs> just. No, no, no. Quite a few years after, but I, I got this book, 1988 book, and I remember having so much influence on me as like sort of really interesting, well-written, loved the activities, really original takes on a very traditional way of doing things, which is the dictation. And I wanted to share one of these, which is a type of dictation, which could be useful for teachers. But I just thought it was remarkable the kind of stuff that you could put into activity books back in the 1980s that would probably... I'm going to venture to say might not get cut, put into a, uh, the final edition of a book published by a major university press
2: a time um, before editors really got over over uh, sensitive.
1: Yes. So, for example, and here I'm not giving in. It's not kind of. I'll just let all of you decide uh, what you think of this. So, um.
2: Are we, pre- are we doing the dictation? Do we need to no, you're paper? not going to do it. I'll <laughs> explain it, but I'll get to what it is
1: in the after. This is, a, the dictation is in the chapter, is it a chapter called where on the page? And basically this is a kind of dictation where you get the students to take a blank piece of paper and they have to write things in certain parts of the page. Yeah. So they need to, in this one, you ask students to turn a largest piece of paper sideways and using the whole of the sheet, right north of the, middle north at the top in the middle east in the middle of the right hand side west and south right so they've got the four cardinal points then you say this is a a map of the world and they uh, and and they have to write geographically the numbers according to the countries you say. So if you said 48 people in Japan, they need to write 48 more or less in where they think on their world map Japan is. All right, so yeah, right, got it. Mm -hmm. Um, So the numbers you then dictate, 48 people in Japan, 8 in Great Britain, 34 in Switzerland, 52 in Canada, 58 in Israel, 21 in Sweden, 42 in West Germany. Interesting. This is That's how old the book is, yeah.
0: And then
1: then you the last number you dictate that they have to write, 10,728 in the United States. So they write all that, you check that, and they're all now they're the Cornelia should be saying, What 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 is the numbers? Then it says quite Neutrally, quietly, it says, students should then write as you dictate. Last year, handguns killed at the top of the page. Then in the corner of the page, they should write, God bless America. Stop handguns before they stop you. The pen is mightier than the, contro- than the gun. handgun control and there's a poster which maybe i can take a picture and share Uh, if
2: you put it up on the screen i'll take a screenshot yes there's a picture
1: as this is from a poster of um a handgun control uh organization in the united states who've got all of those statistics and it ends with that but i just thought what a remarkable dictation text. I mean the technique is already kind of quite nice and stuff, but what a remarkable dictation text.
2: Absolutely.
1: Of, of course, um this is a uh this is I just checked the figures now, would not be ten thousand now. Yeah, I was
2: we're kind of <laughs>
0: <laughs> no you know, week.
1: In in 2020, the last ones, which I have the official figures for 2020, was 45,222. But um, I just thought it was a remarkable sort of text that they that they are able to use and i don't know if you would be able to use it now of course they say at the end they say we found many colleagues have their own variation of this exercise topics include house room office plants parts of the body clothing cars desktops nuclear power stations etc the list is endless but i just thought that was my thing so my what i was bringing today was guns unfortunately because this has also been in the news yet another horrible mass shooting and so on but i just thought how Back in the nineteen eighties, even English teachers probably who were using this book were dictating these numbers to students in this way. So yeah, there you
2: go. ALT teachers have always been a bit woke, haven't they? That's uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, that was my woke contribution. But a very interesting. I, I think interesting, kind of
2: interesting just to think that. Yeah, I think you're right. You'd never be able to uh, get that in a book now. I wouldn't have thought. But like, do you think? I mean, I don't think carry not in a course. I mean, in a course book, certainly don't
1: think you could put a. Could you put a gun control poster in a course? I, I think I think you
0: might you might be able to play around with it and not be so explicit. So obviously yes. there's the slogan, no way. But, but there's you a could that, make, the you God could have the God bless
2: America bit. Yeah, exactly. Yes. All of yeah. that. Yeah. That's
0: that's what I mean. But the um you could have the numbers and you could have the students guess what it um what it relates to and I think they probably get there pretty quickly and then they would be able to draw their own conclusions and write their own yes. slogan and so everything would be kind of in the teacher's notes I guess and yeah you could think, have- I
2: think we have an older car I mean I would I, I would use it I think it's really interesting oh, yeah. and Definitely I think it's really interesting it. um, um I mean you went on to give the number of the, the revised number there but there's a whole you know, you could go on to get the students to, to look into that and see what the numbers would be like in all those countries as well, which I think it yes. makes the task even more relevant. Or even if, you know, if why those numbers have gone up or down, uh, because of change, yep. which would bring into a discussion. Uh, and also I mean just springboarding to get the students making their own in on some facts figures would be really interesting so I think interesting, that, interesting so at the, end,
1: the notes at the end it says ask the students to compare their maps and check what they have written discuss their reactions to the advertisement and to the credibility of the statistics which are for 1979 mm-hmm. so this is already 10 years old the statistics and if you have your class nationalities not represented in the task ask them to estimate what the figures for their countries would be of course this is before internet so everyone yeah. would have just been I'm guessing, I suppose now a modernized version is you could you could find what the statistics would be for your countries in the in this anyway. There, so you- that was me off to a nice.
2: Joy no that was a happy start, start. <laughs> well you did give me a happy memory because you, you made me think um it, i would i don't know if Kerry remembers hers but my first resource book because you said that was was the recipe book oh yeah um huh? the seth, seth um lindstromberg's book okay uh, and i think that came out about the time i started uh teaching and we were given it uh by the organization I went to work with i just remembered you, you you made that memory come back into my head by talking about the dictation one.
1: Well, Carrie, I what was your
0: first? What was uh, your
2: first book for teachers that you remember?
0: Okay, actually, I'm going to go with another memory. Sorry, Lindsay. Um, okay. but, <laughs> like, uh, I what it made me remember was my the first conference I attended as a new teacher, and uh, Marilyn Verducci was speaking, and we did oh. the left-handed dictation, the <laughs> with your foot dictation. Oh <laughs> my
1: gosh, I didn't, I backwards didn't know. Backwards dictation, oh,
0: the, I, put the sentences in the, like, you know, it makes sense, doesn't make sense, could make sense, columns. he did a whole session on dictation. I, now, now you
2: reminded me that at on many, many years ago, I saw Mario do a session on dictation and the sentences he used that, I used in a, in a CELTA core in my, as a CELTA trainer for many years, because he gave these sentences, which um, had, um, where had an ambiguity about them. Um, yep, I, yep. I can't remember them now. And, and you were supposed to- Those he are said the
0: ones that, with the columns, yeah. yeah.
2: And he said the sentence in, in English and they were to be translated and you wrote it down in your first language. Oh, okay. Um, and then compared how you translated it in order yep. to look at the ambigu- ambiguity of, of, of language. And for uh, you know, when you're t- when you're in the beginning of a CELTA course, and you've you've got people whose language awareness isn't isn't maybe as hot as it would be later on, um, it was just a great opener. I, I'm going Definitely. to have to find this. Going to have to find the sentences for a future uh, tefl community But yeah, now I remember doing that. In the I remember watching him. There was a packed room. I somewhere in, in one of the i conferences. So it- I
0: think the same thing. It's not the same one, obviously, but he had sentences that obviously were nonsense sentences or. Uh, would obviously had a meaning and then these ambiguous ones that you could give them a meaning if you found the right context for them whatever and i i used that one over and over and over in training sessions uh, afterwards yeah
2: wonderful it's amazing how i always think well um no matter you know this drive to digitalize uh education but you know dictation is still a grand exercise there's so oh, much definitely Absolutely. You, there's so much you can do with it Let's, Take a break, and we'll come back and find out whose word is next.
1: Welcome to the algorithm.
0: The algorithm brings you the best in example language sentences found on the web and language learning apps. Each is tailored and randomized, especially for you. Your sentence for today is
2: a karaoke night. I'd rather eat live snails. A karaoke night. I'd rather eat live snails. Hello, we, I guess we need cheering up after the girl statistics.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, let's let, let's cheer up, Kerry. Yeah, I wanted also to pick in a- the middle of a, of a of a worldwide event here, and I you mentioned that you had something that was tangentially associated with it. So why don't our next <laughs> our next section?
0: Yeah, very very. Tenuous the link. I'm glad to say because I am not a fan of that particular world event that's going on at the moment, but I'm not going to go into that. (laughs) But I think it does link into what Sean was saying um, earlier about the uh, translating in and out of languages and awareness of ambiguity and stuff. So this is quite an indulgent thing that I'm bringing. And I wasn't sure whether the word for it is code switching or dominant grammar. So I'll kind of let you help oh, me. Heard,
1: me right, okay, sorry, right. the it's time <laughs> we're going to have an argument I, about this. question, question is not code against dominant it, grammar. Yeah, I was going to say, I've not heard,
2: heard the phrase oh, dominant okay. grammar. So ni- okay. neither,
0: neither had I, which is why I, the, kind of, like, the language nerd in me really liked this article that I saw. So, um, it's written by um, a Welsh linguist from the University of Bangor, but he was tying it in to the Welsh World Cup anthem, which okay. is called A Heed, which um, is translated as Still Here. And it's like being this huge phenomenon. Phenomenon in Wales you probably won't have heard of it at all Wales being such a tiny country however uh, everybody can sing it everybody knows the words whether they speak Welsh or not and um, it ha- it's actually a protest song from the 60s and it's all about the survival of the language so it's pretty amazing that now everybody is singing this um, protest song from the 60s like word perfect on YouTube everywhere you can just like you know grab clips and um, as always like it's not the football the Welsh football that's blowing people's minds but the this kind of choral singing thing so that was that's the link to the world event but um what it was talking about was um the two countries li- uh two sorry two languages living side by side in the same community and so in Wales that's obviously um something that's true in parts of Wales that uh and it was talking about the tipping point of Language of the percentage of minority speakers in a community that the language can survive as the community language. And, and they were saying 60%, 60% of the people in the community have to be using that language for it to be considered the community language. And in a lot of Wales, that's not true. But they did some research into what they call the ragged language, um, the Bratyf of Welsh, which is code switching with english all the time and this is like it's so typical anywhere where two languages coexist um but especially if one is like a huge world language yeah. <laughs> a monolith and then you've got the little kind of you know the david and goliath or whatever yeah okay. and um so they just Recorded loads and loads of these examples of ragged Welsh, which I'm an I, I'm a fluent speaker of ragged Welsh. What this means basically is when you're missing the lexis in Welsh, you just throw in an English word. Okay, so I'm going to give you some examples of this ragged language, and you'll be able to pick up. Um, in fact, I'm going to take it from their article because they obviously have some great little examples there. So um, the first one is o'i'n stunning. So. I guess you uh, saw the word. Yeah. What was the sentence? So, God, no the sent-
1: I don't even know if I saw the word. Say
0: the whole thing again. Stunning
2: <laughs> Stunning would be the word that's been- Stunning's the word, that's <laughs> right. Stunning, okay, stunning, it's like, yes.
0: She looks absolutely stunning. And uh, the rest of the word follows Welsh grammar, Welsh syntax, Welsh everything. And then the Lexis gets thrown in is the stunning. So I'm going to give you um, another one. When do chi'n your wide-angle lenses, do emphasize your foreground.
1: Okay, that I understood. Wide-angle lens, you need to use, I'm getting the guess you're saying, you need to use wide-angle lenses to emphasise your foreground, or you should stop using the
2: wide-angle lens. I don't know, because I don't know how to use a wide-angle lens.
0: Exactly, so, like, there's a typical thing of that, The it's specialist... Um, lexis or vocab that you're missing in the minority language so you just co-opt the language from the um like the majority language because everybody everybody speaks it anyway so it doesn't matter but one of the interesting little things that's going on there language wise is that you conjugate the english verb with a welsh ending so emphasize becomes your. so this yo bit at the end uh, just no, tells you that it's like- a verb
1: is this a bit like sort of Singlish, or does mm. this happen in other varieties as well? Like
0: Absolutely, in- I think it's like a Creole thing. But uh, so, uh, yeah. But the so this is where the idea of the dominant grammar comes in. Basically, the grammar okay. and the syntax of the language remains Welsh throughout. All of the examples is following the syntax completely. So even the conjugation of the verb or whatever, and um, there's another example with adjectives. So that um obviously adjectives in English come before, but in Welsh they come after. So here's my last little example. Hold okay. on just a sec whilst I scroll down to it. Cosno nice at Goff of you, but Egyptian or not. Did you get the word? Egyptian. <laughs> Egyptian. Yay,
1: well done.
0: <laughs> and actually the sentence was I know. After, the sentence started with cos. Um, which okay. was the, which is also English, and and connectors seem to be borrowed as well from um, the, the 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 other language, as it were. And um, Egyptian there comes after the noun rather than before, so it's still following the syntax and the grammar, but um, it's just co-opting the lexis that's missing there and then in that moment. And that because w- wherever you speak Welsh. Unless you're in deepest darkest Patagonia, the other person is gonna speak English and mm. so you can use English you're like Really doesn't matter. But the choice so what the and their final final conclusion was that this kind of code switching is actually positive for the language. Like lots of purists would think of this as being negative, as being something that's killing something the language. Killing
2: the language, yeah.
0: Exactly. Whereas actually it's keeping the language alive. So that so people shouldn't be ashamed of their ragged language or their kitchen Welsh, as I call my Welsh. And um, that this does keep the minority language alive as a community language. And so if you can Count that as part of the 60%. Then it'll, then it will survive, and so you'll have the song still here, "A uh, Mao Heed," which is the protest song that's being used in the World Cup. And there's this thing of like, you know, yay, we're going to hold on, even if we have to use wide-angle lens. Um, <laughs> <or> that's <brown. laughs> great. It does make me think how how
1: different it is slightly. I'm 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 trying to think how how this is different than for example french canadian because mm. one of the things about french canadian was a resistance or certainly for a while when i was small a resistance to any english coming in whereas in france they would allow english and so in mm. france you would have uh, je veux manger un hot dog you know or for ah, okay. bon yeah. the weekend right but in because i always thought it was... yeah. yeah i would have thought too but in french canadian it was not a hot dog you had to say the chien show. <laughs> Like you had to make it like the, the dog hot translated word for word or the fancy of men or other things. And the French people, and I wondered, and it was almost, it was a very sort of strong thing of like, don't let any English in. But maybe I think I'm it's that,
0: I mean, I think it's like fear that if you yeah. open the door, it'll come flooding in and then it'll take yeah. over. So this kind of thing, which I think, I don't know if it's new to the, this particular piece of research, but this idea of the dominant syntax, if it remains, there, as the kind of the foundation of the language, then there's less to be worried about, as it were.
2: excellent its thats It is that, isn't it? I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm still curious as to why, how it supports the language rather than perhaps detracts from it, in the sense of it, surely this kind of make it helps push the move towards, in this case, English, than than staying in Welsh. Because... I think. What it,
0: I think the suggestion is, I'm not, is more that, whereas maybe if okay so there is this kind of snobbishness about pure welsh and you know sort of then there are purists who would want you to use every single word in the sentence in welsh and if not then you're not speaking welsh and and then there's a chip on people's shoulders who do have some welsh who might reject it if they feel like their welsh isn't good enough so i think it's just kind of a reaction to that to say well Mm -hmm. actually it is good enough because you are still speaking welsh you've still got the grammar and the syntax of the language there most of it is in welsh what you're missing is probably something that you've learned in english rather than learned in welsh and Uh, and so what
2: you're saying is that the the welsh have forgotten what wide-angled lenses in welsh not
0: not that they've (laughs) forgotten that (laughs) person has never never has never spoken about photography before maybe you know so like i found myself I'm I'm, i'm fluent in loads of things in welsh but I was at an IATEFL conference, um, which was on the border. I can't remember where we were, but there were people from Wales there who are Welsh teachers, Welsh language teachers. And I was trying to have a conversation with them in a group, in um, in a presentation about language teaching and i had no lexis in welsh for that at all oh, wow. it was like really yeah,
1: yeah i can definitely see frustrating, that frustrating yeah. you know yeah.
0: so instead of like i like i have to give up i can't do this in welsh because i've never done it before yeah so anyway there you go and we we were reflecting on when it's two majority languages that clash then oh. uh that's that's really interesting as well like english and spanish and it can go either way but it's just interesting to look and see where the dominant grammar is so you have might have mexican spanish with so much english thrown in it's still spanish or yes. you may have some hispanic communities well gibraltar for example actually mm. is another example where the dominant grammar is english but it's sprinkled with spanish you know so it's kind of so it happens whatever, wherever there are two languages coexisting in a classroom as well. We get like, you know, can we do that with our students? Can we let them just use their own words uh, so long as the grammar is English? Well,
2: I guess there are elements of translanguaging <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, I know, yeah so exactly. It's kind exactly. Of- uh, that's the uh, well i, I promise of nothing what's your thoughts on wales changing their team name to kumru after after this event? okay well, so
0: first of all sean really pronunciation oh, well, all right
2: yeah well go on i'm, <laughs> I'm here to be taught go on kumri 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 Kwa- all right yeah, okay so
0: the, the 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 u is an yeah, i yeah, yeah. sorry Actually, i didn't.
2: i don't know why i didn't do that i didn't know that i was i guess it so <laughs> uh fantastic yeah why not
0: they've checked the there's the Assembly is changing to Senev, rather than being called the Assembly. Um, and, and you know, why not use the Welsh name? Um, the Welsh language was being, in this article I read, which was completely in English, was being referred to as Camraeg, rather than Welsh. Mm. And, um, you know, sort of in in Spanish, uh, when we when they talk about the Basque country. Um, Euskadi, you, you, yeah. Exactly, you say Euskadi, you don't say Vasco um you bring in the word that's from the language here you know, so so yeah all for it personally <laughs> so long as people can pronounce it
2: well there you go <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: like my it, name that it
1: note, sounds like we should go, cut to another break and then we'll be speaking about words and pronunciation in the grand finale that uh sean will be bringing us right after these words <laughs> Hey everyone, producer James here to say thanks for listening and just to let you know that if you want to say thanks to us for all the episodes that we've given you for free, we'd be really grateful. We love making this show. It will always be free to you. But there are some costs involved. So if you'd like to help out, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash commute and buy us a coffee. I'm more of a tea man
2: myself, but I'll still appreciate it. Okay, back to the show. Grand finale makes it sound very important, uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, it is a... Big finale of the year for word nerds. Well, it is for the word nerds, yeah,
2: yeah. It's that time of year when word nerds get a bit excited, uh, and uh, and I thought it's worth talking about. So, my word to bring a word to the podcast is "watty," but that's an uh, an, an, um, an anagram, no, an uh, abbreviation of a word of the year. And I'm curious about this one, and I I, I, I wanted your thoughts, so I'm bringing it uh, bringing so, it to so discuss. just
1: for anyone who's not aware, just tell tell our listeners what the the word of the year is. Is it only O-U-P? Well, this is
2: the thing I think that's confusing. Every week for the last three weeks, uh, I think one of the dictionaries has put word of the air. uh, um, As far as I'm aware, and I may be wrong, this is usually Collins, Merriam-Webster in the States, uh, Cambridge, and uh, the OED Oxford English Dictionary all uh, all have it. So, kind of, (laughs) the reason I think it resonated with me this year is because they all say, well, this is our word of the air. And I, I, I fully understand why they have their word of the year but it's a little bit confusing and what put it into my mind is that the the, the, the cambridge one actually do you know what the cambridge word of the year was okay so
1: cambridge only has one then. yeah,
2: yeah. So, so cambridge's word of the air is 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 pauses okay i revisit. haven't i haven't pauses noticed know, I, I haven't, haven't noticed following. it but okay, is it, what, is it what is, in person what is the first name of the main character? Oh no, the father in a, a very long-standing uh, animation series. Still, still eliciting. You see. I could tell you, but I'm going to elicit. Uh, Begins with H. Homer. Homer was their word of the year. What? What is it? Homer. Okay, so so park that for a moment. So Homer <laughs> is Cambridge's word of the year. Uh, let's change dictionary then. Um uh, uh Miriam Webster. So that's the the American dictionary, uh, American usage dictionary. What was their word of the year?
0: So I kind of think I've seen in-person being no, handied nah, around as nah,
2: being... No, no, nah. Well, no, it might be, but not one of the four that I've got. So <laughs> so, so, so Merriam-Webster's word of the year is gaslighting.
0: Uh, okay. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Fair uh, very... It feels a bit late late
2: to the party on that well, well, that's an interesting yeah. one. I'm going to come back to all these in a moment. So we've done Cambridge's, we've done uh, done Merriam-Webster's. Uh, Collins? No idea. I've given up. Perma crisis. <laughs> perma crisis perma crisis okay and then the then the interesting one of course the one that hasn't been decided yet is the OEDs because they've got a bit they've got a bit lazy and and uh they haven't chosen yet they're letting the people decide on it which which is where i sort of came from here so uh, uh, I, I never really given this any thought before much thought before, because I think the word of the air has always kind of resonated with something like if it's vaccine, you know, um, <laughs> w- was yeah, one. vaccine
1: uh, hesitancy or. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's kind of like, oh, that or... makes perfect
2: sense. Cause that must be the word we're using. But then, then when Homer was chosen of the word of the air, I sort of, conf- I, I just made me interested on how words of the air are chosen and how they're so different. And the reason that uh, Homer was chosen is because, well, so Cambridge do this on, on, uh, the number of people that uh, search words, and um, okay. <laughs> and so Homer was chosen because uh, uh, on one single day 65,000 people searched that word. Why? For Homer. Yeah. Like Homer as in what, a Homer, like a... Okay, well, interestingly, if you look, I think it's the Merriam-Webster, if you look at the Merriam-Webster top 10, um, one of their top 10 words is Lomi, L-O-A-M-Y to describe a type of soil. Um, uh, with it and again on a one and Miriam Webster also do frequency uh sorry number of searches um for it so uh, this was again peaked highly on one day uh, and it's the one day thing because what what is one of the crazies of this year that we that most people do every day probably in the morning they go online and they do a wordle wordle
0: okay okay yeah. and on a particular oh, okay.
2: on, on May the oh, well, 5th that's
0: ridiculous on
2: May the 5th Homer <laughs> was the answer to wordle and so, every, there's, there's a spoiler if somebody hasn't gone back and done May the Fifth. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, and so, so everyone looks it up because so everyone went, because nobody knew what I mean. Homer I think, home run. He that's hits a, a homer. Yeah,
0: but surely you'd control against a peak a one day. Well, peak that's peak really if you're doing the statistics. Yeah, like...
2: so, so because oh, so Cambridge <laughs> have gone with their words are, are based on the peak words. So the the. Um, they have Homer, uh, they had uh, um, Tacit Bayou and stuff like that. All, all, all what they called the Wordle effect. So all words that were done done with the Wordle effect.
0: Maybe they should have had Wordle as their word. Yeah. Of the well, year. Actually, yeah. you know, I thought Wordle, Wordle
2: might be the word of that. On one of the lists in a in a hark back to our previous episode. And one of the lists, the, the one of the words is quiet quitting. Actually, Uh, oh, uh,
0: no. uh okay. So yeah.
2: so gaslighting is really interesting. And uh, gaslighting, uh, was it Unionsy that said it was a bit ago? Yeah. Did you? It, yeah. It's actually very long time ago. Gaslighting. Well, we I mean, it's from a 1950s film, isn't it? 1938 film. Yeah. 1938. Okay. Yeah. 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 At first, I didn't realize that. So, gaslighting was the Miriam Webster one. Uh, and, but um, I've just lost my notes for a second. I think um, so, yeah. So, they had, um, I think theirs was kind of more representative. I don't know about gaslighting itself, but you've got Oligarch, Codify, which obviously was okay. very big in America because of the, the Supreme Court changing yes, okay. the mm-hmm. rules. There was the, the word Codify in there. Quite interesting. In America, Queen's consort was looked up a lot, which is because of the, the funeral, <laughs> yeah. obviously, and everybody was looking that up.
0: Uh, in raid, America. <laughs>
2: raid because of Donald Trump and Mar-a-Lago uh, was, okay, was looked raid, up. Yeah. So you see, those words kind of make sense to me because yeah. they yeah. do reflect... Yeah uh things uh things for, for the for the year uh if you go to um if you go to um the collins one as i said you i think it's collins that have quite yeah quite a quitting in there they all well they have my favorite word of the words of the air splooting which is in their top ten it's to sploot so splooting is a noun uh splooting what is
0: splooting
2: <laughs> it's the act of lying flat on your stomach with your legs stretched out.
0: <laughs>
2: okay. Splinter. Okay. I know uh, to refer to Collins, if you go to their, uh, to their um, words, so it's collinsdictionary.com, Wattie, uh, forward slash W-O-T-Y, they've animated all their words of the year. They've, they've got almost like an- animated infographics, and they're really cool. So, Keeve is one of their words of the year as well, which I think, again, okay, spotting maybe not, but you've got quiet quitting, which we talked about, sports washing, which is in the news. Okay. Yeah, A lot. at the moment yeah. you've got Partygate, which in Britain okay. was, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. we've got yes. Carolean, which is interesting. Obviously, the, the start of the Charles reign as Carolean, mm-hmm. and you've got Perma Crisis, which, if people don't know, is this the is what the UK is—an extended period of instability and insecurity okay. uh, with it. So it's quite interesting, I do, and they—they they, yes, really, they owe you, OO Oxford once. So the OED then. So the OED is as uh they theirs is normally put together by their. So they go through their dictionary team, their research team, and then put a shortlist together. They talk about that shortlist, and they choose that word um, presumably internally um, with that. But this year they want to give. Um, everybody the chance to vote on the word of the year. Sounds said, like
0: the teams couldn't agree this time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it is, yeah. I know. Um, um, so they they are currently. I think it's you could do via social media, and uh, uh, of course, at the moment I need to talk about it. I've just lost uh, the, the three words I had. Um, so they're putting out to a vote, and the word of the uh, so the word of the year is usually selected uh, by their staff. Uh, but this year they've given three to be voted on. And the vote actually closes. By the time you listen to this, you might well have missed the vote. vote. But uh, the three words to vote from are metaverse. Okay. A hashtag I stand with. Uh, Mm. So uh, they've they've put that up recognizing, and I'll quote from the website, recognizing the activism and division that has characterized this year. So you kind of, I stand with Ukraine. I stand with debt i stand with heard or in those those uh okay those uh, court cases and the last one i haven't heard of um the last one is goblin mode
0: yeah um, uh, is, no, is i know i saw yeah, that too I, I, yeah. i've
1: heard of this cuz i saw that on a gaming blog okay and is goblin mm-hmm. mode i'm not really sure what it is but is it sort of like when you like go into your room and you're going to play a game like for like 8 or 12 hours i don't know or goblin mode is like no it's not that it goblin doesn't seem to it is, uh Carrie, do,
2: Carrie, do you want to uh...
0: oh no i did i read about it and i can't remember what it is so you're gonna have to just refresh my memory. okay
2: so i'll read it uh, from the voting from the shortlist goblin mode it's another relatively new concept the idea of rejecting societal expectations put upon us in favor of doing whatever one wants to, which I guess is your eight hours of gaming in a room there, Lindsay. I guess so. That's why I must have seen it then. It's just in in terms of gaming. Uh, yeah. it, be- it says early usage dates back to 2009, 2010. But as we emerge from lockdowns all over the world, the phrase has been coined in rejection of returning back to normal um, after a fake quote from Julia Fox brought the term back into the mainstream.
1: Now, now the interesting thing is so if it's just like rejecting society do what you want goblin mode to me that's why i thought it was like the video game because i think it's like going somewhere that's dark yes. that, but like if you were like a marathon runner and you said i'm just going to go goblin mode on marathon running and and quit my job or goblin mode on like walking in nature doesn't seem to me goblin like no <laughs>
0: also Goblin-like. it seems like you should be doing something yeah it's kind of, enter- anti-social no um, yeah. the okay, case, yes, I'm- it does sound something like you're in a cave yeah 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 it's I kind go. of activating.
2: so you know you're playing a role-playing game I, I enter the cave i go into goblin mode you know yeah, I, I, exactly <laughs>
1: so i've sort of like, like- decided to stop my my day job and um i don't know attend to my garden in goblin. No, no,
0: it has to be, I think it has to be like messy as well, doesn't it? Yeah. You kind of get on other yeah. people's nerves and be yes, a bit kind of like, you know. Smell a bit.
1: Like, like yeah. once you've been doing it for a while, you don't want like to be it. not
0: wash. Maybe that would be yeah. goblin mode. I'm not going to wash for a month.
1: <laughs> that would, that seems to me to be more goblin mode than sort of like, I'm going to, I'm going to stop doing all this other stuff and clean the house in goblin yeah, mode. that
0: is not <laughs> goblin mode. Yeah, I'm going all goblin mode But you have to, have to roll a six
2: to see if you're successful there or whatever. Um, oh, well. So, but, but again. To, to bring this back it's really interesting okay I, I stand with i get i mean that does reflect a lot yes, of the hashtag that's okay. but metaverse yeah. i mean obviously this yeah. is i mean the, the metaverse i guess we use the word more because it's I, now, I don't want to be-
1: give i don't want to give them the pleasure of having yeah. a word of the year though
0: it's, yeah. a, tra- it's a trademark surely as well isn't yeah. it i mean it's like that doesn't count
2: they like kind of as the word they said the word is the kind of the vernacular use of the word is um, not just the VR kind of concept that that uh, said uh, social media platform is putting forward, but this idea, but the actual concept and the thing that will rather than the the facebook thing with it but going but my point is I stand with I you know if you looked at if i saw a list of these words in the um you know in five years time you go mm. oh I stand with i remember that with it yeah i remember yeah, like, crisis okay that that makes sense yeah. I don't know. It's kind of, but uh, but it also makes me feel like all four of them, you know, like in a very Oscar style, should submit their their word of the year, and then there's a grand unveiling of what is oh, actually yeah. the word of the year. You know what I mean? But anyway, I find it very interesting. You can find out if if we want I mean, to know the, more the the
0: search thing is is kind of a again going back to that i'm really sorry here to make that but that lazy thing isn't that the laziest way of choosing frequency is like <laughs> are, are, and then are, are we, we going to suggest that the, the um,
1: lexicographers at oxford were in goblin mode, we're when in they goblin do mode. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely well i, absolutely. I guess if uh,
2: um a friend of the podcast lexical jews has been a few times on this i guess if she's listening to this yeah. and heard something she might she might come back with a few comments and if that's the case, we'll report them back in another episode. Anyway, it's time for me to put on my goblin mode. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and, um,
1: uh, and also it's time for us to give all our plugs to, uh, you know, if you want to hear more episodes, we have 15 seasons. You can find us all at TEFL Commute. We're on all the other places, Facebook, I think even YouTube, Instagram. Um Drop us a line if there's anything you want to comment on about the episode. Um, we always love to hear from listeners. And- we do,
2: yes. Well, we listen to listeners as long as they don't abuse us. A couple of trolls <laughs> this <laughs> week. A couple <laughs> of the trolls who need to a be goblins. Of trolls and <laughs> the go- the goblins. Just around. going to okay, goblin
0: no. mode. No goblin mode with this. <laughs> uh,
2: always a pleasure, Kerry and Lindsay. See you next time. See Bye. you.